Welcome back to The Sesh. I'm Kendall Ray. And I'm Janelle. Today we are doing a self-care sesh. Yes, because much needed. And stressful. It has. It has. <laughs> if you are an American, this past week was pretty stressful. If you live anywhere in the world, yeah. you probably saw it, the election and felt a little stressed out because it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Historical. And I didn't realize how much other people from other countries watch American politics like oh, yeah. it's reality tv because it fucking is honestly especially you know, this election yeah oh for <laughs> it's sure been some good tv it had you know what you can't lie it's been a little entertaining no matter what side you're on it has been um but i realized that when i was in australia because the news was all about american politics yeah like trump was on 24 7 in australia it's i was fascinating. like do you guys have your own government or you just watch ours right yeah i know it's pretty interesting i'm like damn i need i mean i feel terrible saying this but i honestly have no education when it comes to other countries government political systems which is mm-hmm. very stupid and american of me because america i don't know why i feel like americans are like no just learn about our political system <laughs> like it's so terrible so i know we really are in the american bubble the other <sighs> the rest of the world sees us that way too that we see ourselves yep. as our own little american world yeah it's it's pretty obnoxious <sighs> we were just watching um, ben and christine again yeah we're we bring are them obsessed up. with them <laughs> yeah we clearly love them on the simply pod logical podcast yes. And they talked about, they're Canadian, and they talked about their election, and I didn't know shit about it. Fascinating. <laughs> so, really interesting. So interesting. They were talking about how, and I'm sure if you're Canadian, you're going to be like, that's completely wrong. You're not explaining it correctly. But <laughs> from what I got is they have an election at least every five years, but I guess you can also have it before five years. Whoever is elected as prime minister gets to call an election within the first five years. Like They have to do it. So I, have I was so many like, more questions that is about this. extremely fascinating. If any of you guys know how that works um, and care to explain more in the comments and enlighten us, please do, because I'm extremely interested in how that works. Like, do you guys just randomly decide, like, as the people, like, we're done with this fucker, we want another election and like, kind of force <laughs> them to call another election? How does that work? Yeah, I want to know, too. And I want to know if you live in any country, how your election process works. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's very it's, fascinating. It's very different all over the world. But didn't know how many people watch ours for sure. Yeah. And the whole world was looking at America this week like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> it was kind of, it, I mean, it was a full on shit show. It so was. it was really stressful. And I was off, we were off last week because I had some really minor gum surgery. Yes. I talked about it last week. I'm getting veneers. So they had to shave a little bit of my gum off and a little of my tooth, which I think is what's hurting me the most still. Cause it kind of shakes that bone. Like even my nose is really sore. It feels like I have a bruise underneath my nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, in the past week I basically got surgery and then the election was Tuesday. So from then on, I was just laying in bed and then Tuesday the to Saturday felt like one giant day. Yeah, it, it was did. Like, <laughs> it felt like someone who said this, maybe Colleen Ballinger. Someone said it feels like that week in between Christmas and new year's where yes. it's just like that weird time, but it's not fun. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> it's just terrible just and like stressful. Waiting and like, uh, I have gone. Okay. So I got to say, I, I used to be a big news junkie. Like I grew up in my house listening to the news all the time. And, um, up until the last like six months, I watched, I watched news all the time. I watched daily talk shows, like constantly getting the news cycle. Yeah. But when COVID hit, I had like a, a moment where I realized for my own mental health, I need to like pull back a little yeah. bit on how much I'm consuming. I need to just like read an article and call it a day. You know, I don't need to have the news blasting. So I went from not having news on at all in my house for six months to seven days straight (laughs) of all of the news networks. I was going between them all. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, like just clicking around, checking in everyone's. It was like an obsession waiting for the results. And I got to say it was worth it. It was so worth it. Personally, I was very happy. Yes. Um, but there are some things that happened during the election cycle this week that, you know, kind of were glazed over. Mm -hmm. Most people focus on president Mm -hmm. and there were some interesting things that happened. So instead of our spicy topics this week, we're going to do some election news you may not have heard. Yes. And honestly, it's really interesting because we've got a lot of people who have never like a lot of people from different groups, whether it's the LGBTQ community or the BIPOC community or women or whatever it may be, um, you know, getting positions in office, which is really awesome huge yeah yeah there are there's a lot to be happy about right now that 
I think some people just may have missed because it's so focused Absolutely. on the president. But so much happens. It Yeah. Honestly, it's crazy because I feel like we always think about like the president's presidential election is like really the biggest thing that matters. But I feel like the president is really just a puppet, at least in America. <laughs> like he's kind of a statement, there. but kind of he yeah. or she eventually. OK, especially mm-hmm. VP. We'll talk about that. Thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like low key, they're kind of up there to represent America or as Amer- a American picture. figurehead. But at kinda. the end of the day, like they're not they're No one. Not them one person is making a decision like they have a full team Mm -hmm. we have many different branches of government so and hey if you really like if you're a conspiracy person like us then you know that there's a lot of hands behind the government pulling the strings and that it really doesn't matter that much money 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 (laughs) that is what's (laughs) that's what rules the world that is true but anyway we're going to be doing a self-care sesh today we are going to be sharing some good news stories as well that you may have missed this week i feel like we all need some good positive stories that never makes the mainstream news Mm -hmm. so some of these things we have to share with you are pretty cool and then we are going to be painting our nails yes. with some lights lacquer. Yes. Kathleen provided by lights. Kathleen herself. Cheers. Such good formula. The best formula. It's honestly really good. It like, is it's, the best and formula. And the colors are beautiful. Like I'm just saying that. It's not sponsored. Real good shit. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> no, I literally bring it to the nail salon and they're like, what is this? This is so good. And then I'm like, I know the owner. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wow. Like, mm, she's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's good awesome. shit. It's good shit. So we're going to paint our nails, even though I have really old, ugly nails that still have Halloween on them. Just paint over it's that shit. Fun. Just paint right over. Um, we're going to do some face masks, yes. some foot cream, and then we also have wine Yes, here. we do, because we actually have three sponsors, which, by the way, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Usual Wines, HelloFresh, and Purple. Thank you guys for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate it. Mm. Um, and today, specifically, we're going to be sipping on some Usual Wine. We'll get to them in a bit, but uh, this is some good shit. So Look how cute. So cute. Um, if you guys are, you know chilling and want to self-care as well put a mask on get some nail polish out uh you know get a glass of wine we love that little rosé look at that that's right steamy Ooh. so yeah maybe a cup of tea whatever fits your fancy fits your fancy suits your fancy (laughs) don't you love that sound oh some asmr what if we just did an entire episode of asmr sesh honestly i'm so down hi guys what is up welcome welcome back welcome back to our sesh show <laughs> Actually, honestly, that'd be really fun. fun. I don't think you could do it though. I can't do it. I'm like, You're very I'm loud, Leo. Oh, so loud. It's gonna be hard to get you to whisper for a whole hour. <laughs> True that. Maybe I'll just be the person that's like doing the weird background noise. And it's like, yeah, you can just make sounds. Oh, some people are really cringing at this. Sorry. Right now. <laughs> anyway, yes. Well, cheers, guys. If you have something to drink along with us, cheers. Mm. I need to pour myself. Oh, some let me pour for you. Sorry, yeah. I'm what a kind terrible of friend. Bartender, is this? more ASMR on the way out here. Oh, yeah. Get that shit. (laughs) Nice. Perfect. Ooh, and that is good. We're drinking a rosé, if you're wondering. Cheers. Oh, you're sipping without me. Mm. What kind of etiquette is that? (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) First of all, in legalization news, we had four more states join us here in Colorado for recreational cannabis, which mm-hmm. congratulations to Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota. Excellent yes. work, folks. We did chat about this a little bit on Mile Higher, but you know, we're the sesh. We got to celebrate here. We're yeah. big fans of the green. That's right. Yeah, this is so exciting. And then also Mississippi now is going to do medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. And South Dakota, right? Yes, as South Dakota as well will be jumping into med and rec. Um, this is huge. This is so, so cool. Mm-hmm. And South Dakota is actually the first state to legalize rec and med at the same time, uh, which is really interesting. Most of the time it's just medical at first, yeah. then they go rec. But South Dakota was like, fuck it. All in one swoop. <laughs> Let's do it. I love that. South Dakota wasn't really expecting it, but yeah. Happy I'm so for down. So a ex- few more states I can go and enjoy my rights. You know, we can probably drive to South Dakota. Hell, it's not that far that's from us. True. Oh shit. Arizona, I want to go check yes. out. Yes, Arizona is so beautiful. I was chatting with Sarah Turney about the legalization, and she was saying how in Scottsdale they're probably going to have like fancy. Oh, I'm sure know, they will. CBD places. Yeah. I mean, pff, CBD cannabis places. Yeah. No, I bet they'll have dispensaries that are kind of high end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Edibles. Well, it's funny because even in Colorado, there's, I feel like depending on where you go, some parts of the state have like really bougie um, dispensaries mm-hmm. and then some parts are like much more casual and yeah, just like whatever. a liquor store almost. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, a little something for everyone, which is 
which is cool because I think people, you know, some of the rich folk in Scottsdale will want yeah. to have a nice bougie time. Yeah, exactly. So cool. I'm very bougie. happy. Very happy for everybody. And um, yeah, yeah, just from a medical standpoint too, I mean, personally, I use marijuana as a medication for, I mean, I you do too. Not that you, you know, you don't have like a fibromyalgia or something, but you have pain and cr- period cramps and all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. And you use it as a medication. I use it as a medication. Everyone I know, that smokes uses it sometimes as a medication. So people 100%. having access to that, even just as like an alternative to Advil 100%. or people who have nausea. Yes. Both Janelle and I really suffer from nausea. Yeah. It just, I think it like runs in our family. I don't know why. It's really weird. Um, so smoking cuts that immediately. Like immediately. Immediately. It's the only thing that, that does it really. Mm-hmm. Um, and THC in general, I shouldn't just say smoking, but yeah. any form of THC will help that. Mm-hmm. And, um, for my fibro symptoms and my EBV symptoms, it is, it's everything to me. Like I can't imagine not having access to it. Yeah. And so I'm just happy for people that have reasons that need it Mm -hmm. and it could really benefit their lives that they're now going to have access. That's huge for some people. It's life-changing. It is. And not to mention the folks who have it already and are in an illegal state would most likely you know, get a fine or go to jail or whatever. I mean, you can commit a felony in some states for having weed. Um, and this just, you know, eliminates that just that much more, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's really great to see. We hope that more states kind of continue along this path. And hopefully one day it'll just be federally legal and we don't have yeah. to worry about this plant putting people in jail. And well, that's what Canada did, right? They just yeah. one swoop made it legal. Yeah, Canada was like, pfft. You don't have time for this. I'm pretty sure you can like fly in a plane now in Canada going, you know, place you to place because as long as you're going to a legal state. Yeah. Well, or within Canada, within oh, Canada. Yeah. like yeah. which is so cool. Because you can do that here too, though. You can go to legal states. No, I thought you can. When Josh no. and I were traveling, they told us at the TSA that you can, as long as we are going back to Colorado. I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Be- well, we were going Seattle to. Yeah. Because, and then Vegas you're too. Flying over- Vegas, you can fly it. Yeah. You're f- no, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure we okay. have a dispute. Oh shit. Tell us in the comments. Can you, or can you not? Because I thought it was, if you're first of all, like TSA is federally owned. It's a, and so are all the airports. And then also you're flying over land. That's technically not legal. I don't know, homie. I'm pretty sure. Well, fuck. that's what I heard. At least that's what I did here. <laughs> uh, Sydney, can you look it up and see if you can find any information on that? <laughs> Yo, wave your hand when you know, I don't want to give someone like false information and they get yeah, like, no, arrested at the TSA because I'm Kendall Yeah. Ray. They're like, wow, Kendall Ray and Janelle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can take it between legal states. Like I'm pretty sure if I were to get on a flight to Vegas, I'd be fine to take cannabis. I like, would not be so sure about that. I'm, no, I remember when Josh and I were in LA last, we got, we delivered to our hotel room. That is so badass. I don't know why we don't have that yet. I know we didn't have, we don't have that yet, but we could take it. We were legally allowed to take it back to Colorado. You can just confirmed. Yep. Oh wait, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. (laughs) Cancel that. (laughs) The the stoners are like, Oh yeah. Oh damn it. (laughs) Like, Oh wait, what? Book a flight now. (laughs) Oh, that would be ideal though. I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. sense why it should be like that. I know. And I feel like in a few years it'll all be different and, yeah. I mean, once we're now, how many states we have? We have 34 that are medically legal. Yeah, that's 15 huge. states allowing rec, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, yep. I mean, it's, you know, we only got a few more till we're like halfway. And at that point, really, just kind of let just it fucking it. Just come yeah. on, get it over with. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's so stupid. Out of all the states that have made it legal, we have made so much fucking money in taxes and been able to fix our roads and help, help our schools. schools. And I mean, it's it's honestly incredible. I don't understand why people don't do it. Like, it's just smart it's been great for Colorado. It's, it's been never been bad for anyone. No, who's no one's ever it. had it bad. That's why I'm like, you know, everyone who's done it is setting great examples of, mm-hmm. hello, we're completely fine. There aren't people r- running around stoned as shit ripping bongs in the street like one of my I have family in North Carolina and obviously it's not legal there and they asked me one time like so are people just like getting high in the streets I'm like no like people aren't just like chugging no they're getting high in their house (laughs) it's very funny um but yeah but it's the same like just because alcohol is legal doesn't mean everyone's drunk like yeah some people walk around drunk right of course but that's some people right you know the majority of people can handle it yep absolutely and yeah what kind of law should tell you to handle it or not? I don't know. What's up, Sid? Yeah, it's, it's legal. It's illegal. Oh, it's illegal. It's illegal. Flying in between. So yeah, okay, look up. Illegal. If I were to fly from California to Colorado, I would get in trouble. Yeah, they have 
Well, and Josh was definitely wrong because yeah. we flew home with cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you want to hear a real story. One time. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> one time, Josh and I were going to Australia. I just mentioned that we went to Australia. Um, this was like three years ago. So it definitely wasn't at all legal. Well, it's not legal there still. Australia. Can you believe I know, that? I'm honestly Come on, shocked. guys. I'm totally shocked. They're about so cool that. about everything, but not weed. <laughs> so um, before I went, I was wearing a jean jacket the weekend before and I went to my dad's for this like barbecue and I had a joint in my pocket, like open, not even in a canister, just a joint in my pocket. And then I took that jean jacket last minute and put it in my carry on bag to Australia and I got on the flight. I went right past the drug dogs in LA. Like I remember being like, oh my God, the dogs yeah. are so cute. And I had no idea I had it. Right. Um, and then made it the whole flight, got there, had a joint in Australia, 15 hours. Oh my God, dude, when you told me that, I was so shocked. I was like, the fact that I don't have to go to Australia and bill you out of prison is iconic. Thank you for that. I know, I was so scared. And then, you know, what's funny is we brought it all the way there and didn't even smoke it because we were too, too scared. Too scared? Just threw it out or something? I was like, I'm not going to get uh, like arrested all the and go way to the Australian here. jail. Hell no. <laughs> so yeah, we trashed it at the first hotel. Oh, it was but, a real okay, shame. That's even a great example is I feel like um, a lot of police dogs aren't even, like they're, they're not part of their training isn't to like sit or signal no. when you sense weed. Cause it's, they're there for much more yeah, serious. Exactly. Things. So I'm like, guys just fucking legalize it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you cannot fly between them. I don't think mm. necessarily that um, TSA is going to like straight up put you in jail if you're in like a legal <laughs> state, but I don't know. Mm. Let us know if you know the definitive answer on that. Also, there was some big news in Oregon who approved Measure 109, which is the legalization of psychedelics at licensed facilities for mental health purposes. Yeah. This is really, really cool. So cool. Um, there's so many people who are in the mental health field that believe, myself included, that psilocybin can be used therapeutically to mm -hmm. help with PTSD, to help with depression, a variety of different conditions, honestly. And, um, I am so for having this mostly because if we can decriminalize and maybe even legalize like, like, um, Oregon has, then we can really get funding for research. That's what we need is like research on, does it help? How does it help? How much helps? What way helps? And when it's illegal on a federal level, it's really hard to, to get funding to research right. it because it's like, well, no, it's a legal substance. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's huge and really exciting. And um, also the few places decriminalize psilocybin, like Washington, D.C., Santa Cruz and Oakland as well. That's um, huge. And just the research behind what psychedelics in general can do for people who have serious depression or have trauma that they need to work through. PTSD is incredible. And I can speak from experience that I have used psychedelics for my depression and anxiety in a, a facility with an IV. I used ketamine. And I really want to talk about that more on this show because um, I think a lot of people could benefit from it. And mm -hmm. it's like amazing that the average person doesn't even know something like that is available. Mm -hmm. And when I say this is like changed my life, it has changed my life. Janelle has seen yeah. in the past six months, yeah. like I have just completely, I've dealt with so much past trauma and, you know, obviously at therapy as well, but it's, it's amazing what psychedelics can do these experiences. And if you've never experienced it, it's hard to like explain to you how it would help you, but it does. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that we can now have access to it in some places gives hope for the rest of the country that some of these things will become more normalized and just more available. You yeah. know, this is like one of the, the place I go is like one of the only places in Colorado you can do this. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's all, it's very, it's yeah. very niche. niche. Yeah. Niche, niche. Like niche. It's not, it's not, it's like, not available to yeah. the most. And if, unless, you know, you have the funds to do so, like it's not covered by insurance at all, really mm -hmm. like a lot of these, you know, alternative treatments and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think it's great that anything we can do to even spread more awareness, just to get people to kind of, you know, even look into, well, why the fuck did they decriminalize it? Yeah. Like, is it, is it good? Oh, and you know, you do your research and it's why did they, yeah. quite incredible. It is. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then Oregon also passed measure 110, which decriminalizes personal use of all drugs, Huge. all hard drugs, wow. 
which is amazing. Um, and then it also is going to fund needed treatment, recovery, and harm reduction services using millions of dollars of tax revenue from legal mm-hmm. cannabis, hmm. which is so badass. So instead of, and this is for like small possessions, we're not talking about, you know, people who are trafficking or selling, um, but you know, personal possessions, folks who are struggling with addiction, instead of being thrown in jail, they'll be given a fine and sent to treatment centers instead. And hopefully they can, you know, really use these services um, to be, you know, a more the best that they can. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, this is, this is awesome and we love to see it. Um, But yeah, we kind of just wanted to update you on that because it's very exciting. It is. Congratulations Um, to Oregon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Also guys, Amsterdam one day. Yeah, no, for real. Amsterdam's so badass. Yeah. It's like on my bucket list for sure. I want to go there so bad. Anyway. All right. So our next topic, guys, we wanted to talk about was just some big wins in office in general, Mm -hmm. Um, starting off with Kamala Harris accepting her place in history on Saturday with a speech honoring the women who she said, quote, paved the way for this moment tonight. Um, You know, she is the first woman who is going to be a vice president and first woman of color. Um, And I believe first person of color to be vice president. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so she, if you are not sure, uh, not aware she's a daughter of Jamaican and Indian immigrants. So this is huge news. Mm-hmm. So excited. Um, God, watching her speech yeah. literally made me sob. Just watching the little kids that were watching her, the girls that were watching mm-hmm. her. It was so inspirational. And yeah, hopefully whether or not you can agree with her politics, you can still appreciate having a woman, you know, as a woman yeah. to appreciate this historic moment. Or as a man. Or as a man. Yeah, hopefully like, men can appreciate a it A feminist yeah. in general. I think this is yeah. just such a big thing in our history. And mm-hmm. um, I love that she said, I won't be the last. Yes. You know, I'm the first, but I'm not oh, going to be the last. Chills. And then all the memes of like p- showing pictures of every vice president up until now. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, boom, a I know. female. That's so ass. cool. I know. It's so exciting. Um, another big win is Sarah McBride, and she is to become the first transgender uh, state senator in the U.S. after she won her race in Delaware. So that is really exciting. Um, she is 30 years old, and she beat Republican Steve Washington um, to take over the seat. So it's really cool that yeah. we are having some LGBTQ representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super stoked about that. Yeah. That's historical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie Byers made history in Kansas as the first trans person of color to be elected to state legislature. So fantastic. So exciting. Again, it's just really cool that all these young people are like taking office and mm-hmm. just, you know, LGBTQ folks, um, people of color. It's amazing. Well, it um, makes, you know, citizens, more citizens feel yeah. like they're being represented. Someone's speaking for them or looking out for them. You exactly. Know? Maury Turner became the first ever non-binary candidate to win a seat in the st- uh, state legislature in Oklahoma. So again, very awesome. And then in New York, um, Mondaire Jones and Richie Torres won their seats and became the first openly LGBTQ people ever elected to Congress. So huge news. Yes, um, huge. It's very exciting. Huge. Huge. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't uh, help myself. I know. <laughs> um, and then also some cool news is that we had a 25-year-old, his name was Madison Cowthorn uh, become the first member of Congress born in the 1990s. Representing the millennial gen. Representing the millennials, which is, is that, so... 25. Be, okay. Uh, actually, he might be... No, he... It depends. I think we're like... The 25-year-olds yeah. are like right in the cusp because I'm 26 and I'm right in the cusp. So he it's might like be millennial. Six or seven. That, he yeah. might be a... Uh, gen Zer. Gen Zer. But either way, just a person in their 20s is huge. Um, we do want a side note. Madison did face controversy over sexual misconduct allegations during his campaign. Oh, shit. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. I'm like, way to represent, bitch. Yeah, for real. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> I mean, obviously, these are allegations, so we're not accusing him of anything. I don't know, but... um. Yeah, we need to throw that out there. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about that. Um, But then another young person, Vermont, uh, they they elected Taylor Small, who is 26 years old, um, to the House of Representatives. So, and I guess 25 years is the qualifying age for Congress. So, yeah, it's pretty fucking exciting to have some 20, 20 some year olds. Taylor Small, love it. Yeah, very exciting. But that's just a little bit of um, election news that maybe you weren't so aware of because I know that a lot of uh, places are solely focusing on the uh, prez. Mm-hmm. But then rescue doggo. In oh the yeah. White House. This is probably the best news this of the week. Like the best 
I love it. Oh my God. Okay, you guys, we have the first rescue dog ever going to the White House, which I feel like no matter what, you know, party you are in or whatever, like a a doggo, first of all, a doggo going back to the White House is exciting, but then Mm -hmm. a rescue dog, like super awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, they got him from the uh, Delaware Humane uh, uh, Society, which is so cute back in 2018. His name is Major. Major. He's a German shepherd. And he has another brother too. He's a brother named Champ. And, and they're, they're both going to the White House. So excited. Which is great because there hasn't been a dog in the White House last yeah, four years. I know. Which is, I think Trump was the first person not to have a dog in the White House. Yep. Wild, huh? I know. It is crazy. It is. There's it's very gotta like, it's be. like a we need stable, an American like. dog. Yeah, totally. The, the first dog. mascot. The first dog. Yeah. So, yep. We're very happy about that. And yeah, I'm excited that doggos are back because <laughs> we need them. We, we need, need doggos the do- in the White House. Dude, when I tell you, I when I read that I sobbed like it was so pathetic it was like all over I was like oh god I was like hugging my dog like did you hear this there's representation for you now (laughs) oh lord yeah it was good it was awesome good things but yeah guys that's kind of our intro topics I guess if you will since they're not very spicy um and I'm just glad elections are over for a little while I'm tired me too anyone else feel tired I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Oh, I couldn't sleep. I was like so scared to fall asleep because I was like, what if they call it and I'm sleeping? Oh, they called it while I was sleeping. Yeah, I know. It was, I was blowing up your phone uh, where I was like, this motherfucker is sleeping right now. Dude, the <laughs> night before I was up so late, like I was like, they're going to call it at any minute. I'm not turning this off. I'm staying up all night. But then around like one, I was like, you know what? I need to get some sleep. So I turned it off and then I set my alarm for five and I was up from five to eight watching oh. it. And then I was like, you know what? This is going to be another fucking day. Who knows when this is going to be called? And then of course I went to sleep and like an hour later at like nine 30 here, it, it was called. And when I woke up, I had 35 text messages. <laughs> so oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty exciting times. We're Definitely. living right through history. Doesn't I was it feel like just it? about to say that it's going to be quite amazing. Like, you know, years and years from now when we're, Telling our kids and grandkids, like, listen up what we went through. And they're going to be like, no one gives a shit. And I'm going to be like, well, you will give a shit one day. We'll be like, well, and you know what you missed out on? The TikTok <laughs> memes. Oh, my God. Kendall's back on TikTok. Oh, guys. yeah. I had to get back on it for election. The memes are gold. They are so, the internet is wild. Oh, the internet like, is Twitter, wild. Instagram, TikTok. It's so funny. It's endless entertainment. It really is. I wish I got on sooner. I might have to kick myself back off of TikTok, though, because I'm getting a little addicted again. Like, the other day, I scrolled for three. 30 minutes straight. Yeah. That's really bad. That's really bad. That's like 300 TikToks. I feel like mm-hmm, probably Yeah, cool. And I send Janelle about half of them. Yeah. It's great. You're welcome. Love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> no wonder why I don't make an account. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> All right. Well, before we get into our good news stories, which have a few little things and we do our face masks, nice. we do have our sponsor. How are you feeling with your wine? I'm feeling good, but I feel like I need to chug this last bit to get like a little spark in my oh. life right now. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. Because sometimes like if I do a, do a little chug, it's it yeah. makes for some fun. So I'm going to do makes that makes right for now. some fun. You heard it here for first, folks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Down the hatch. Also, we're going to go throw on some face masks, wash our face, throw on face masks. Get more wine. Get more wine. So here's a little break, a little intermission. You do the same and we'll meet you back here in a sec. It's literally going to be a second. So yeah, don't go literally too far. Literally one second. Okay, bye. <laughs> Okay, we're back in the mask are on. <laughs> Hell yeah, Manny MUA. Yes. Also, I'm wearing my glasses with my mask because I can't see. And so I'm pretty sure this is going to get messy. But Wait, whatever. Why could you see? Oh, you were wearing them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the mask made you like not be able to oh, see. No, just I like realized I was like, wait a second. I'm going to have to wear it's these over my mask. <laughs> so I'm looking really cute. Love that for me. But yes, we have some good news stories we want to get into. But before that, we kind of want to talk about self-care in general. And yeah. what kind of like share our experience, I guess, or what we do to self-care. How do you self-care? Why is self-care important, Janelle? Self-care, honestly, I would say is one of the most important things, like arguably one of the most important things in our lives, because I'm a personal believer that you need to put your oxygen mask on before helping others. Otherwise, how are you supposed to help anyone else if you're falling apart yourself? It's so true. And sometimes the last person we remember to take care of is ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. And I think it can be really hard, especially nowadays, because I think society has this expectation that we have to be busy, 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 going, going, Mm -hmm. going, busy, going. You know, you ask people like, how are you doing? And if it's not like, oh, I'm so busy, like I'm I'm, I'm good, but I'm so busy. It's kind of it's like the expected answer that especially in America, maybe it's different from, um, you know, other countries and let us know where you live. But here in America, it's very go, go, go. Don't stop Mm -hmm. work till you die. Some countries are even worse than us. Some countries are worse. Yeah, Absolutely. 
So, I mean, I just think that it is so important to acknowledge, you know, the importance of taking the time to do what feels good to you. And I want to make a point that self-care looks completely different Mm -hmm. for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think we have this yeah. Like vision in our mind of what self-care is like, take a bath and meditate, which is like Candles great for yeah. and bubbles and face masks, which, is, which like, is what we're doing what, now. Wine. Which is like your form of self-care and a lot yeah, of my form some too. Some of it. Yeah. But that's like, a great point. Some people find going for a walk self-care. Some people find going organizing their house self-care. Yes. Some people, I mean, it, it really depends, but it's, it's reading a book, yeah. going to bed early. Mm-hmm. T- it's taking any time for you. Mm-hmm. It's your greedy time. Yeah. Things that are going to leave you feeling recharged, yeah. not depleted. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like oftentimes people will use their self, their downtime for social media and mm-hmm. stuff. Cause it's like, relaxing right. but it's really not it's distracting it which is. can feel good right to mm-hmm. ignore our lives especially when they're crazy and stressful and to get a distraction um but yeah i think it's important to really take the time for yourself mm-hmm. and to do what makes you feel good whether that's cooking or i mean there's so cooking many different, is huge too yeah, yeah a lot of people really take self-care and cooking and um, maybe it's a nap maybe yeah. it's a yeah like you said a walk mm-hmm. coloring Literally playing with your dogs. Yeah. Anything that makes you feel like you're taking true time for yourself, Mm -hmm. which sometimes, like you said, we do feel bad doing that. Mm -hmm. Like you could be more, we're all about productivity. How much can you get done in a day? But if your mental health isn't in check, then, you know, you can quickly fall off track of a busy schedule because you're just running yourself ragged and not taking that time. And yeah, for me as a tourist, self-care definitely looks like, luxury taking care of myself i love to do spa nights i love to do foot masks and lotions and essential oil aromatherapy um even giving myself a little massage or meditating doing yoga Mm -hmm. all of that to me is like so relaxed anything that you would do in like a spa environment that's what i consider Mm self-care or taking a nap or something like that yeah definitely um but yeah it looks different for everyone i think that's a really good point to make yes for sure. Tell us what you do for your self-care in the comments. Yeah, I'm honestly really curious um, because it uh, looks so different. And I think it's also cool that if you share in the comments, other people can get ideas from you and, you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. And so, yeah, definitely kind of want to make this like a little conversation about self-care. Mm-hmm. Which, what masks are we using? Oh, yeah. We should tell people. We are using the Ole Henriksen cold, cold plunge pore mask. That's one I've got on. Really like this. This is the second time I've bought this. And then Janelle's using the Tatcha yeah, vitamin Tatcha C. Violet C radiance mask. I can't really speak to how well that works because I just got it, but it smells it good. Smells really fucking good. Yeah. Got on that Sephora sale. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Sephora sale. Um, okay. All right. Should we get into our happy news while we feel happy? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. We need it. We do. Yeah, this has been a stressful week, a stressful year. And, and I love these types of stories personally. Oh, okay, that's like the main reason I used to watch Ellen all the time yeah. is I love the stories about people doing incredible things or people giving back to their communities, deserving people. That lifts my spirits. Mm-hmm. Hearing what other people are doing for the world inspires me yeah, so much. So. Absolutely. And I don't think it gets talked about enough. No, because we all want to focus on the drama and the negativity all the time. I yeah. get it. It sells like that's what gets the most views yeah. on YouTube. Well, humans are just but, wired to naturally be pessimistic yeah. and curious it's about blood. more, you know, yeah, we're spicy like, topics. Yeah, ta- taboo <laughs> and, you know, controversial. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that has negativity with it. So, yeah. Um, but our first topic has to do with a hero police dog who helped locate a two-year-old, uh, boy in Iowa. This is really cool. It's so cute. So his name is Kilo. He's a police dog. Um, and it happened when one Iowa family, um, happened to realize that their toddler and family dog went missing from their rural home. How scary. First of all, so terrifying to just go missing from your home. A toddler. Yeah. Like imagine the things that two are running old. through your Little head. Two year old. Your kids with, out in the world. With the, their family dog, yeah. which is scary too. Yeah. yeah. And I guess they live in like a really uh, rural area. So the homes in the neighborhood, I, I'm assuming, are pretty spread out and there's lots of, you know, nature and stuff. So that's even, you know, more of a reason for concern. Um, so once they realized that he was missing, they obviously called the police and the police came to try and search. Um, the sheriff, deputies, and canine units responded to the incident. Um, and then also they used drones as well as canines. So it was Mason City Police Officer uh, Duane 
Kemna, I believe is the pronunciation, and his police dog Kilo, like we said, that found the boy. Um, Kilo and the officer were able to track down the boy along a creek in their neighbor's property um, where the toddler was found with the family dog by his side. Wow. Which is like so special. The fact that he was just with the dog, the dog was like looking out for That's him. That's like the part that makes me want to cry. I know, like the, the dog could have yeah, you know, wandered like, off. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I just think that's so sweet. That is so cute. Cheers to that dog. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, How many yeah. openings are we going to... Oh! <laughs> Bubbles for the dog. If you're listening, the little bottle exploded a little bit or overflowed. Hell yeah. Cheers to Kilo. Um, but yeah, the boy was totally fine. Didn't require any medical attention and he was reunited with his family. Um, and it's just so sweet. I love it. The sweet little black German shepherd. If you're, if you're just listening, he's a black German. Dude, German shepherds are so They're fucking smart. Amazing. They are. I love watching police oh. footage of German shepherds in action. They are they're so like smart. Beasts. They're they geniuses. Are. They are. And they will rip bloodhounds you too, apart, honestly. Dude. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Bloodhounds too, but for different reasons. Yeah. It's so cool that we utilize animals in this it's way in the, the police force. It really is. And you know, that type of breed just thrives off mm-hmm. of like being useful yeah, and working. knowing that they're trained mm-hmm. and being able to like follow a human's command that mm-hmm. just really gives them yeah. that drive for life <laughs> absolutely dogs want to please humans yeah. really in general like that's why it's so great to you know train your dog because it gives them a sense of mm-hmm. like pride that they're able to please you and do yeah. what you want them to do yeah. so on this level it's amazing and i just it's 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 there's so many stories that have to do with dogs finding people rescuing yeah. people um i watched this video not too long ago of like this dog being trained to help in an avalanche and it was unbelievable like this guy was hiding in like a ton of snow as a training like i said and he had a camera with him and so i was watching it from his point of view and you could hear the dog like from far away like barking and then getting closer and then eventually he's like in a lot of snow he like starts busting through the snow like trying to get at him it's incredible it's really interesting how good their sense of smell is especially in the snow or rain any type of water yeah i guess uh multiplies the scent and they can smell even better interesting way way better in the rain or wow snow yeah pretty cool it's so cool i just think that animals used to you know in such positive ways like Mm -hmm. this is so cute and then um you made up a good point like earlier today you're like where do the dogs go home to and yeah it was no our other friend oh right yeah yeah yeah. sorry you answered it right and so then yeah you made the point of like the dogs go home to like their officer which is most of the time i believe i've known some canine officers first of all to be a canine officer normally you have to earn that not everyone can just sign up to do it you have to go through special training and you have to earn it and um, then, yeah, I'm, I believe you are responsible you were, for your, your dog. dog. You take it so home. Cool. It's off duty. Like it goes to work with you. It's on the job. And then it's a family dog. At, it's at amazing. Home. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, dogs really cool. are using me. I mean, therapy dogs. God. Yeah. They're just. My psychologist has a therapy dog. He's wonderful. I they're love him so, so, much. so amazing in therapy, especially with children. Mm. I mean, having some type of like loving companion like that is just it really does make a huge mm-hmm. difference I know. to a lot of folks at least. And I feel like dogs really do thrive when they're doing what they're kind of bred for. You yeah. know, certain breeds are literally made to do certain things. Exactly. Like Oakley, our dog protects all our littles and yeah. you can tell he just he thrives off yeah. of protecting the yard. He's yep. a great Pyrenees and we have a bunch of small dogs. So yep. yeah, you just love to see them doing their job. It's so cute. And they're so happy for it too. They I love are. dogs. Cheers they to are. dogs. Cheers to dogs. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. We should cheers after every great story. Hello. Yes, cheers after all. Mm. Any excuse to drink. Hell yeah. That's right. All right. But before we get into our next good news story, we want to have a word from our sponsor. Okay. So for our next feel good news story, this one is really awesome. But recently a man named Chris Nikik, which I hope I am saying that right, um, became the first Ironman finisher, which is very, very hard with Down syndrome. So this is a huge accomplishment for the community, very inspiring for people with disabilities all over the world. Yeah. And is so, so impressive. If you don't know what the Ironman is, it's extremely hard. It's a triathlon race. And um, what you have to do in it is finish a 2.4 mile swim in open water. So you're just swimming in like a lake or an ocean or whatever. Then I have a friend that was really into triathlons. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Riley. 
Oh, yeah. Big triathlete Bad for ass. a while. Yeah, she would do all three, God, swimming and everything. I have so much so respect impressed. for people who even run a marathon, much less do swimming and biking before that. Like, holy shit. Oh, I know. It's Amazing. so impressive. I would die. Oh, I would Dude, die. I'd be dead. Oh. Um, but then, okay, so after they swim the 2.4 miles, just a quick dip, they have to take a 112-mile bike ride. 112 that miles, That is a guys. long time. Yes. And then after you get off the bike, you get to run a full marathon, which is 26.2 miles. If you didn't know, all in under 17 hours to complete the race. I can barely stay awake for 17 hours sitting on my ass on my computer. Like you want me to exercise for 17 hours and not pass away? Are you kidding? So that's why this is such a big deal. This is so, so hard. And running is his favorite event. He said, it makes my butt cute. And the ladies love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Chris, no I one know. up. I know. He's quite a funny guy. That's amazing. Um, but he did face a setback when he crashed his bike at one point, which resulted in 14 stitches that kept him from intense training for a month. Oh. But he still got back to the training and got into the race. That is a month off. Yeah. That's a, a long time to be taken. Like, right? People who, I mean, I'm not want to talk because I don't like fitness very much. But those who are really into fitness say that like even a week off of working out, like your body mm-hmm. knows the difference for sure. A month and then still pulled it off. Yep. Bad Still pulled it off. It's incredible. And what's so interesting about this story is they talked about how when Chris was first born, doctors told them that, you know, he was going to have all these challenges. He may never um, do certain things that he may never walk and just gave them a list of all the things he can't do and made them feel very defeated and upset from the beginning. When in reality, you know, people with Down syndrome do incredible Incredible things. things. They're really amazing people. Um, They're they're so loving and capable of having deep connections with people, deep relationships, Mm -hmm. holding important jobs, completing amazing things like being, he just made the Guinness Book of World Records for this. That's awesome. I mean, it's like, it's so inspiring that you want to send that to the doctor who told you that, you know, No, for real. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. Li- I wonder if little Chris was hearing that like, bitch, watch. Yeah. He's like, watch me. Hold my purse. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and it's so important that parents who have children with disabilities hear stories like this yes. and hear about the successes and hear what can be done with love and support and encouragement and getting your kids the right, you know, therapists and just the tools that they need mm-hmm. to succeed and believing in them believing as in if them. they are able to do anything because they can. Yeah. You know, you're able to complete anything that you really truly put your mind to mm-hmm. with enough, you know, belief in yourself and determination. And this is, I'm sure, inspiring to people with Down syndrome and disabilities all over the world. Yeah. And it's just really, really cool to see. It's incredible to see. I'm so proud of him. I can't, I can't even imagine what, what he's feeling and what his parents are feeling. It's just got, it's just such an accomplishment accomplishment on so many, so many levels. And I hope that this really inspires more folks with disabilities to come out and Mm -hmm. achieve wonderful things. Not that tons of other people haven't, they have, but it just really goes to show like it is, it is not, you know, society says one thing, fuck that. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's changing a lot. Like I think we really are realizing like, excuse me, people with disabilities are just as capable, if not more, honestly, um, in some, in some ways. So Mm -hmm. it's so cool to see. We both have family members that are really close to us that are um, on the autism spectrum. And Mm -hmm. this is so, you know, cool to see that folks just like, like them are able to achieve great things. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love that so much. It's yeah. really heartwarming. I really love that too. And Chris is a funny dude. Like I said, he's got big dreams for the future. Not only does he want to complete this, which he already did, you mm-hmm. know, check mark. Seriously. But next he wants to be a pro speaker. Like he wants <sighs> to be an inspirational speaker. Wow. For that just gave me full body chills. Whoa. I know. Oh, <laughs> and not only that, he wants a big house one day, a nice car and a smoking hot blonde. Oh, baby. oh yeah. Chris. <laughs> wow. So that's we, awesome. We love it. Congratulations to Chris and yes. his family. Yeah. That's really cool. It's amazing to see for sure. Cheers. Cheers to Chris. Dude, cheers to fucking Chris. We Absolutely. love to see it. Okay. So our next story is about a Ver- Vermont woman reunited with uh, her biological family after 44 years. Okay. Wow. I love these stories. So cool. I eat it up. Amazing. So Denise McCarthy has been virtually reunited with her birth family from South Korea after being adopted by um, Americans. 
So Denise, whose birth name is Sang A, I believe is her name, met with her mom, older brother, and twin sister, which she didn't even know she had recently. Um, her and her twin had many similarities. Um, it's Okay, first off, can we just like talk about having a twin, not knowing it, meeting up with your twin 44 years later, a twin? Like have you seen another version of you? Yeah, have That's you seen insane. that Netflix documentary that came out like four years ago? No. Dang it, I don't remember what it was called, but it was so good, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Hang on. Okay, I'll keep going. Um, but yeah, so she realized like, holy shit, I have a twin, we're so similar. And she found her biological family by submitting DNA to a Korean DNA program that matches US adoptees with their families. So kind of a backstory here. Um, at age 46, Denise signed up for the program during a trip to South Korea in 2016. And in the following year, her mom uh, registered for the program and early, oh, I just touched my mask, bad. Don't get it on the uh, mics no, or Josh will kill I you. I know. <laughs> and then earlier in October, the DNA was matched. Um, so in 1976, Denise and her twin sister went missing when they were three years old during a trip to uh, a market in Seoul. Her sister was found three years later three days later, but Denise was taken to an orphanage and then was adopted out by American parents. So she didn't know she had a family since she was, you know, told that she was abandoned and um, she didn't remember obviously as well. Um, but then during their video meeting, her sister reassured her that she wasn't abandoned and that they would look out for her every day, which is like so sweet. It is. The family even opened up a shop in the market where she went missing in hopes she would return. That's how much they wanted to find her, her original family. They were like, so desperate and now after 44 years they have and i can't really imagine what that would be like i can't know? even imagine having a family member out there that you're not in touch with just meeting someone that is related to you that you don't know i yeah. just can't wrap my head around that you know what i go on ancestry dna sometimes mm -hmm. and i'll you can kind of say like who are you matched with and uh -huh. then it'll be like fourth cousin sixth yeah. cousin even Which, then i'm what like what the fuck yeah. i was listed as your second cousin yeah. excuse, excuse me ancestry me? dna i am the first cousin that's right i don't understand there was second some cousin? dude over me there yeah. was some guy we don't even know no. that was first cousin and i was second you, it was like first and second and both of you guys were in the same but you yeah it even was like it's most likely second cousin and i was like uh-oh hell no what do you guys have to t explain to us our parents i'm gonna go to them and be like what's what's this shit about you guys are lying it makes sense that makes know. no sense i literally don't know but um, yeah oh she, yeah by the way that documentary oh, yeah. is called twinsters Twin it's really good it, it was out a few years ago but well, it's good i'll definitely have to check that out but yeah she hopes to visit her family in south korea um when international travel is safe after that's you know, the virus. wild it's amazing that is that's really 44 cool. years that's 44 so years long. you have your whole life to catch up on yeah that's really interesting and not only for her but then for the family that you know has been missing their kid forever yeah all this time she was adopted and living in America. Yeah, I actually did a video about that. Yeah. Um, twins from an orphanage that were separated. It was like two years ago, so I kind of forget some of the details, but they were separated within the orphanage. It was an illegal adoption type situation and raised in different homes, but then they still had people going and checking on them, taking notes on everything they were doing and how they were developing at the same time, but they never knew that they had these siblings. Isn't that just crazy? It's so depressing. And depre yeah, it's terribly sad at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really interesting because I feel like then it, it kind of brings the whole like nature versus nurture. Like mm -hmm. you were twins, theoretically you're very similar in your makeup, right? but you could become a completely different personality. Is that due to your upbringing? Like it really does show, I think how much your upbringing matters. It um, does. But, at, sure. the same but time, at the same time, they ended up finding out that those, like there were three famous triplets that were separated. This is probably the biggest story when it comes to this type of thing. There's this famous story about three triplets who were separated. Three identical strangers is the name of the documentary. Um, they were all raised separately, but they ended up being incredibly similar when they came back together, almost like they were raised all together. They liked the same things they did. They had very similar life paths. They had similar personality traits um, but being separated absolutely destroyed them mentally. It was so hard on them that one ended up taking their own life. Yeah. It's terrible. It is really interesting to think about. Yeah. How you, how you're raised versus, you know, mm -hmm. nature, I guess, nature versus nurture. I mean, yeah. The I classic think that's like, debate. That's right? literally the classic debate. It really is. But I mean, cheers to Denise. Bottom line. That's fucking awesome that yeah. she was reunited with her family after 44 years. That's cheers, so Denise. cool. <laughs> Yay. That's cheers. It feels so good. Oh, amazing. Like a piece to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. finally solved 
And now you have like a f- bonus family, like the family you were yeah. raised by and then your actual bio family. That's bonus cool as fam. fuck. If any of you guys have stories like similar to that or are adopted and want to share your experience, I'm so fascinated by um, that whole world of adoption mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. So we would love to hear you guys' opinions and, and experiences. When I was in college, one of my roommates reunited with one of her sisters. She was adopted from Russia and she reunited with one of her sisters via like video chat that while we were in our so dorms. Cool. Like I was there while it, she was like, I'm re- I just found out so oh, my sister just found her my god it was wild that's incredible yeah i couldn't even imagine it was that. through some russian tv show that she found her really yeah like there was clips of her sister looking for her on tv i remember watching them on her laptop being hey, like whoa this you know is what? crazy cheers to technology for cheers. bringing people together yes. whether that's dna matches or social media cheers. or whatever like this would not happen. Cheers to you, Sydney. I saw you raising your glass. Cheers to you. <laughs> Sydney might come in, guys, yes. with a mic next week. Yeah. Leave comments below if you want to yeah. see Sid. Yeah, say, we want Sid. We want Sid. We want because Sid. Because we want Sid, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is just another good uh, feel-good story of the week. What else do we have here? Okay, so this is just a little one, but it's fun. Okay. Um, so over 600 adoptable dogs and cats have been airlifted out of Maui to the mainland. Mm-hmm. This is pretty interesting. I didn't know this was going on, but th- while most people know that with COVID, it's been really hard on a bunch of shelters across the country, across the world um, yeah. with overpopulation. And, you know, it's a great time to adopt if you can. Yes. We adopted a dog at the beginning of all this. Yeah, I know that I at least saw one shelter that was able to adopt out all of their dogs at one point and had a completely empty shelter because of COVID because so many dogs were adopted. I was like, yeah. yeah, in the beginning of COVID, tons of people yeah. were adopting, but so it's many. getting kind of bad again. Yeah, I could see that um, for sure. Especially in Hawaii. This is interesting. They have been affected by the shutdown, economic downturn, limited hours, and mm. then routine flights to the mainland have been... <laughs> the mainland. <laughs> routine flights to the mainland have been halted because normally they fly a lot of them back because there's not as many people to adopt on the island so they have a lot better chance of finding a home back on the mainland so they ship a lot of them will fly them (laughs) back to the mainland but they've had to stop that because of the flight because of covid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so well i mean it just takes a lot of staff members to move animals i mean it's not just the animals that are flying right we have tons of people Mm -hmm. working and handling the animals and I mean, just, you know, any contact in general is the risk. And there's just limited flights. So they're really trying to limit them to just people right now. Yeah. Um, But they were able to get a flight for the pets. Yay. So over 600 pets flew on a plane to the mainland. (laughs) That's so, was it one plane or multiple planes? I think it was just one plane. It was the Hercules Hercules. Wow, I'm doing great at reading today, guys. Our wine is kicking in, okay? It's doing its damn job. <laughs> and that and my like mouth surgery, I feel all weird and lispy, even though no one else can really tell. But no. it feels like slight my speech feels slightly off, off to me. Yeah. Filming sure took that's me really so annoying. long today, dude. You have no idea. I'm trying to get some of the sentences out. It was like have fun editing that shit. <laughs> um, but the Hercules Hercules C130 plane. Wow. Picked up the dogs and cats from overcrowded shelters on Kauai, Oahu, and Maui. Dude, that's Brought badass. them to the mainland. Um, and these are for mostly at-risk pets who needed to have certain care in order to survive, that they just don't have the resources on oh, the island. The fact that um, they put at-risk pets on the flight makes me happy instead of just like euthanizing because a lot of times unfortunately that's oh, what yeah. happens with at-risk yeah. um, doggos and cats especially so. especially you'd think during a situation like this they may yeah. have made that choice yeah um, because of desperate times mm-hmm. but it's great to see that we were able to get this flight so cute um so the plane landed in seattle where it was met by volunteers from a pet shelter and rescue groups across washington state oregon and idaho and montana so and it's cool. confirmed that all of the animals on board pause across the pacific <laughs> that's what it's called <laughs> arrived safe and healthy all 600 of them that makes me so happy isn't that great oh my god so for more info flights are great they probably were sipping guava juice it's great (laughs) guava juice your in-flight meal will be this (laughs) that must have been wild to be like a flight crew person yeah flight i'm sure it was loud oh i'm sure i'm sure it was quite maybe they like would have been like a chorus seriously (laughs) can't imagine the cats oh my god i'm just so happy that this happens like it's honestly amazing and if you guys are out there looking to adopt any of these yeah. doggos we'll put info down below so you can get some more information and maybe bring one home yes okay, that you can adopt happy. one of these animals they're still available 
Um, not all of them. There are limited selection left. So yes. if you want a Hawaiian rescue dog or cat, especially out, if you're in the Seattle area, yes, check out Paws, uh, the Noah Center, Seattle Humane, uh, Spoke Animal. That might be Spokane. Yeah, Spokane. Yeah, I think Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> I think it's like a play on words. <laughs> Tracks and Seattle Area Feline Rescue. Yay! We love that. Love so cheers that. to that. Cheers to dogs and cats being rescued. Hell yeah. Oh, and also, side note, some of you guys are like, you all just trying to be Jenna Marbles with your hell yes. We're just uh, appreciating yeah. we her. We just stand her to the nth degree. If no, you here's will. really what it is, is we started doing that years ago because of her. And now yeah. it's just part of our it's own literally language. literally part of our language. We can't help. My fucking dad says it. That's how much we say it in this family. Like, <laughs> I say it's it to insane. everyone. <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to turn it off just because the podcast. No. We're not trying to copy our Lord and Savior, Oh, Jenna. absolutely not. No one could come close. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> She's incredible. You know what? Cheers we to Jenna Marvels. Wish. Yeah, cheers to Jenna Marvels. <laughs> we love her so much. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have one more feel-good news story for you guys, and it has to do with endangered turtles hatching in Mexico. Um, so efforts in... Oh, I'm getting drunk. <laughs> I can't read when I drink. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay, so an indigenous group known as Siri from the state of Sonora are to thank for this. So the conservation group released over 2,200 baby olive Ridley sea turtles uh, into the Gulf of California this year, which is usually they're only like 500 to 1,000 are released. So this is quite a bit more than usual. Um, and the olive Ridley is the most abundant sea turtle in the world. It's usually found in tropical areas of the Pacific, Atlantic, Indian Oceans, um, but they're facing a high risk of extinction. Um, yes. It's it's really sad, honestly, how bad turtle population is becoming. In it's general. fucking scary, honestly. Like we could easily lose them yeah. as a species. Which I think they're like one of the most beautiful animals in the world. Like mm, I would love I to agree. be one in my next life. I just I think they're so majestic. And honestly, like this sounds so dumb, but like they're like magic on the way. I don't know why, but I went swimming with sea turtles once in Barbados and it was one of the most like amazing unforgettable experiences in my life i just Same. felt so connected like they're the most beautiful peaceful like mm-hmm. angelic species. it just looks so wise like yes. they look like they've got it all figured out they're not yes. stressing about shit and they've they live so forever long. and they live yeah. they're just like living their lives through the ocean minding mm. their own damn business like well, none of us can do <laughs> So one of the reasons why it's so hard to keep the turtle population up is because it's an incredibly difficult task for the baby turtles to get back to the water. I'm sure most of you know this, but turtles do lay their eggs way up on shore a lot, a lot of ways. The wine's hitting, guys. (laughs) A lot of ways. A lot of ways away from the ocean. (laughs) And then they crawl back to the water. Um, but very the dangerous. Way, it's very dangerous. It's There's dangerous lots of predators. <laughs> you know, they could swoop down like a hawk from the sky, a it, seagull. Uh, oh, oh my! Yeah, take Duh. them out. Yeah. yeah. So it's really scary. It is really scary. So if you ever, if you haven't seen this, I'm sure most people have seen this, right? Come on. Well, and it's in the like middle of the night, so not a lot of people are around to protect True. them. Like most it's of the very, time, yeah. because a lot of times they will uh, walk or crawl towards the moonlight. Um, mm-hmm. in order to like get back to the ocean. Yeah, some breeds only do it at night. Some do it in the day, oh. I think, or in the mornings. Okay. Um, but yeah, normally they'll try, like oftentimes conservation groups will put a little thing around turtle nests yes. and say, you know, don't fuck with this. Oh, it's like a felony. Yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, it's yeah. a pretty serious it is. Uh, penalty if it you is. fuck with turtle mm-hmm. uh, nests because of the fact that they're so they're so ex- no, close to going extinct, mm-hmm. honestly. Like the species um, that we were talking about has seen a 30 to 50% reduction of global population size in recent That's decades. Huge. 30 to 50%. That's massive. For turtles. I mean, turtles are, they have been around mm-hmm. for a long time. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. they've been around forever. And the fact that in the recent decades, we're reducing them by 30 to 50 almost mm-hmm. to half. That's really bad. Yeah. And hopefully we're making some efforts to, well, I know that we're trying to raise those numbers and get the population back up. Obviously things like this is part of that, but Mm -hmm. also reducing plastic, trying to educate the average person about straws. Mm -hmm. A lot of coastal areas won't have straws Mm -hmm. or certain plastics or uh, even bags. Like they'll only use paper bags. So that's changed a lot. Also, I know in Hawaii, they have really strict rules about the type of sunscreen that you use so that you're not damaging the reefs or right. the turtles because that was a big issue as well, like poisoning the waters, basically. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we see those numbers continue to go up. But 
Uh, yeah. I mean, they hope that when they hatch that someone is there, they do try to be there. I know that a lot of groups even go out at night yep. and literally babysit until those guys hatch. And yeah. then it normally all happens at once. And then it's like a mad rush right. to the ocean. So then they kind of just watch them. Cause baby I turtles I, I mean, are, you can't touch them. Maybe they like, they're really small, but I think they kind of hover around them because I know birds are very prone to like picking them up. So I like think punch the, a bird, if it comes I in think, the way, yeah, I think the idea of is like, Oh, well if there's giant <laughs> humans there, then hopefully they won't try and steal the baby giant humans. <laughs> giant humans <laughs> um, watch them at least get in the water and i mean exactly. once they're in the water pff, yeah i mean we hope they survive but yeah. a lot of them don't just yeah. statistically yeah. that's why turtles have babies in the amounts that they do yeah. just because there's so many predators in the ocean yeah. and a lot of them so don't make it tiny when they get in the water so tiny that's why there's not that many sea turtles no. um so this is cool yeah it's honestly really cool i love to see it and any sort of conservation for the ocean the ocean has a special place in my heart that yes. sounds so dumb. Sounds like yeah, we did sound a little. Drunk. Sounds like a wine. Something you would say after drinking wine. A special place in my heart. I don't know. I just really love the ocean. Okay, you know what? Maybe this is a sign that we should wrap it the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, off the juice. But cheers to turtles. Okay, cheers to turtles. That's right. I like cheers turtles. To fucking turtles. I like turtles. Yeah, I like turtles too. <laughs> But that does it for our feel good uh, stories of the week, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed hanging out with us, self-caring with us. I painted my nails. Yeah. Oh, you painted yours a nice green. I know. This is like my favorite shade. I love it. That's gorgeous. I Mm -hmm. painted mine like a nice um, sand sand color feeling very neutral, which I love. And yeah, it felt good. You know what's cool? Next week we're going to be drunk again. That's right, folks. (laughs) November is for being drunk, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really started the tone with uh, the election year and we're just going to keep going. You know what? I'm celebrating till the end of the year. That's right. <laughs> no, but next uh, week we're actually going to be covering the history of Thanksgiving or the truth of. We're going to be exposing mm-hmm. the motherfucking pilgrims. Okay. Expose their Expose asses. Expose their asses while drunk. So get ready to that. We just keep <laughs> cheersing. It's time to get out of here. Thanks I love so this show much. so much. I love this show. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. You guys are the best. We really appreciate you. And... Yeah, we will see you on the next sesh. But until then, keep keep it fresh. fresh.